Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Focus Radio. This is Liz Uram. I am your host, and I am joined by my co-host, Alyssa Granlund, and we are here today to talk about all things to help you stay focused. And specifically, it is that time of the year when we need to start thinking about goal setting, and we are going to share some strategies to help you stay on track with your goal setting so that you don't have to feel demotivated and depressed come the third week in January. I think I read someplace that is... Um, when it's because it's the third Monday following the new year, that's the most depressing day of the year. Have you heard that? Oh, I haven't. Oh my gosh! What is so? <laughs> tell me about it. Tell <laughs> me more about that. <laughs> I'm really sure that I hate to spread lies on air, but <laughs> it's something. It has something to do with the fact that it's like the third Monday because by that time, because everybody who started off with their good New Year's resolutions and their, you know they were going to go for it and everything was going to be different, they give up and just everything goes all, everything goes back to their old habits. So oh, like, yeah. yeah. Like the third minute, so it hasn't been to do with like the third week, which sort of makes sense. And you probably haven't yeah. had, you know, three weeks probably isn't quite enough time to see results from, mm-hmm. you know, if you've, been, if you've been doing some efforts, if you've been doing things, whatever, the normal. We all know what the regular goals are for the beginning of the year. It's health, wealth, and, well, I guess it's health and wealth mainly, right? Health and wealth. So eating better, exercising mm-hmm. more, getting your finances in order, all that kind of thing. And you need more mm-hmm. than a few weeks to create that habit, I think. Well, what do you think about change. that whole, yeah, how, how long does it take to uh, achieve lasting change, to create a new habit? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot longer than the 21 days, right? That's we, I mean, yeah. it's nice to think that it can happen in 21 days, but <clears throat> I don't think so. You know, I think it's a lot longer, a couple months, to get into something where you can consistently do it. I don't know. but I don't know what the number is. What's the number? Do you know? I don't. Well, here's what I say. So when I ever ask that question and people give me different answers, I say, as long as it takes. That's how long yeah, it takes. Yeah. <laughs> it takes as long That's as it right. takes because... I think for everyone it could be different. For and also I think it's very situational depending on what it is. Yeah, how bad you want it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, how bad you want it. Is it pleasant or unpleasant? <laughs> the thing that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All yeah. those different Usually things play into right? it. Yeah, and then you know your level of motivation and all that. So I think it can take a while. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to talk about today, or what we wanted to talk about, are some strategies for making progress, so kind of that slow and steady progress, not looking for the overnight change, but uh, learning some new techniques or methods or just, I don't know, just trying just trying something new, a different way of making progress in bite-sized chunks. And I think that's one of the mm-hmm. keys to making progress is to chunk it down into bite-sized manageable pieces instead of you know, looking at this big looming goal that you set out and it's like, oh, it's just too much. Just kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's right. I think I we have a few ideas here to share, but before we do that, maybe we should let folks know how they can find out more and access other podcasts. They are available on our website at thefocusradio.com. It's all kind of neatly organized, we think. So you can kind of, at a glance, see the different topics and you can just uh, click on it and listen to the podcast 
and get some information that you need to hear to help you stay focused on whatever your goals are. Also, you can follow us on our Facebook page and Twitter at The Focus Radio. That's how you can locate us everywhere is The Focus Radio. So do that and shoot us a note if there's something you want to talk about or that we haven't covered, and we would be happy to dig into it. I think that's one of the things that we like to do, isn't it? Dig in and research that's and right. That's right. find out information to help Figure people stuff out. Yep, exactly. And we like simplicity because Mm -hmm. that, I think, is how you get things done. And it's sort of funny. Do you agree with this statement that some people are suspicious when things are too simple? Do you think some people get suspicious about things that are too simple? Why is that? Yeah, I think so. I think cause I think we have this idea in our head that things have to be really complicated, or there's some secret way to, you know, be successful, or you know, there's some magic pill or some, you know, some information that we don't have that everybody else has, you know, to be mm-hmm. successful. And actually, a lot of the techniques are that I know that I use and that you use are are just very simple. Uh, techniques that are effective. So, yeah, but I agree. Yeah, people do get get um, suspicious. Yes, skeptical. I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. skeptical. Yeah, that's a good word for it as well. It seems like yeah, there has to be something more to it. And I, maybe it's mm-hmm. because if it was so simple, why aren't we all doing it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe if, right. it, if we make it really complex, maybe that gives us an out or some kind of an excuse for not for not doing it. But I think the best ideas are simple and um, that's how you get things done. So as usual, mm-hmm. we probably don't have anything too earth-shattering to share, but I think they're always good reminders. I need them all the time. It's so it's so funny because you were talking about habits and even though you, I can get into a new habit and maybe do it for a while and it, if I can easily go back to my old habits and be like, gosh, mm-hmm. I used to do that. Why did I ever stop? Because it worked. Right, it worked. It's like mm-hmm. I, I tried out this new way of doing something, and it worked. And now I'm stopped doing it at some point, and I'm back to where I was. I don't know what no. it is. Yeah, I think we just have so. this natural, yeah, these natural things that we do. And I've found for me, if I want to change something, I have to. Like, if I want to change a habit, I can't just like stop or omit it, you know what I mean? A lot of times mm-hmm. I have to replace it with something else that's better, you know, that I want more. That, that's that been yeah. effective for me. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a good point too. So why don't we share some of our strategies with our listeners about how we have, uh, what things have worked for us or maybe other for other people. And one of them, the first one I'll share, it's a new a new one that I discovered. I didn't make it up. I wish I had, but it's a new one that I discovered from a, a, a book called Are You Fully Charged? The Three Keys to Energizing Your Work and Life. And this is by Tom Rath, R-A-T-H. He is the author of Strengths Finders, which we talk about often, Strengths Finder 2.0, Are You Fully Charged? Mm-hmm. And okay. he has a chapter in there about focusing, which is why one of the reasons I like it. Uh fits right in with what we like to talk about. And the title of the chapter is Focus for 45, Break for 15. And oh, okay. he writes a, about a study that was done 
and I believe it was with um it was actually from a, a software application called Desk Time that tracks employees' productivity or their time use throughout the day. And what they found was that the most productive ten percent of the thirty six thirty six thousand employee base was that the most productive people spent fifty two minutes on a you know, working before they took a break. But that they took a break mm-hmm. after fifty two minutes. And what they did, and the breaks were about 17 minutes, and what that showed them was that just kind of that focused, concentrated span of time, but then what was important was taking the break to sort of regenerate and refresh and reboot your brain kind of before you go back. Because if you get too saturated in it, I think you begin to lose your creativity. So it's almost like your little brain cells need to just rejuvenate, go focus on something else for a little while to then come back so you can have some new, fresh ideas. And I really liked the concept of that and found that I actually use that in certain, when I'm working on certain things. Uh, what I've noticed is that I, that's about how long my attention span is. It's about 50 minutes or so before I get antsy yep. and I need to get up and right. move around and stuff. So I thought, wow, that was really good. And so with that one, so 52 minutes, you can either, you, you can adjust that accordingly. So maybe 52 minutes just seems like too much for you to focus on one task, you could try 45 minutes. And that mm-hmm. would be doable as well because it wasn't so much that it had to be the 52 minutes, but it's that whole point of spending a concentrated amount of time on a certain piece of work. And this is not talking about, you know, you're not during that time you're not doing 10 different things, not multitasking, focused effort on one. So what do you think of that idea? Yeah, so um, I think that's a great idea and um, have used it many times where, especially if there's an awful task that I don't want to do or something that I find boring or monotonous or something, you know, where, and we've talked about this before, where we'll just say, okay, set a timer and you're going to work on it for 15 minutes or something. And so it's a Mm -hmm. similar concept kind of gets you off the dime, you know. And then once you can, it just seems like once you get things started, it can be better, you know, it can be easier. But um, so kind of similar, similar take on it. But I have heard that one before as well, you know, with the 45 minutes and then the 15-minute break. I think it's great. I'm, I, We can get a lot done if we can focus for 45 minutes, mm-hmm. you know. The other thing is, you know, not getting interrupted, right, during that time. That's the other thing, right, because it takes us so much time to refocus, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, and so So. that would be like maybe if you're, I don't know, you know, I'll throw this one out there because everybody's always overwhelmed and stressed out about writing a blog, it seems like. Everyone's like, oh, Oh, I should be blogging or I know I should be doing this, but I just don't know where to start. So something like that, if you had to write, is to kind of just – look and see what time it is, and put your phone away or don't even have it in the same room. Go somewhere where you're not going to have the notifications. Make sure your email notifications are turned off so you don't get distracted by those. So if you're going to write it out on your Word document on your computer, and just sit there. And if the ideas don't flow right away, that's okay. Just sit there, and they will come. So maybe you have to sit there for 10 minutes while the ideas start to come. Just let it happen. And if at the end of 45 minutes you find yourself just sitting there, having sat there for 45 minutes without doing anything, then you may want to examine what's going on. But typically what will happen if you're just focused and thinking about doing that one task, it will come to you. 
it just will take a little while mm-hmm. to do that. So I like that idea a lot. But I think you're right. Mm-hmm. The key is to not get interrupted. So don't have yep. any of those distractions in the way. And yep. I also like what you're talking about with, with the with the 15 minutes. I think that's another good timeline. And you'll notice a lot of the things are time-driven when we talk about mm-hmm. productivity and we talk about how to get things done and put them into those manageable bite-sized pieces. I like the 15-minute rule for starting your day. So maybe you take 15 minutes at the beginning of the day to prioritize and figure out, you know, what do I need to do today? Maybe it's writing a to-do list if that's your thing or just what are your top priorities, your top, you know, three things that you want to get done today and list those out. Just to at least get some time because I think one thing that happens that throws us off track too is that we just kind of dive in without any direction and then we end up in that Mm -hmm. busy mode and don't feel like we've produced anything at the end of the day, but we've done a lot. We're juggling all those plates in the air, but nothing is actually getting accomplished. I think a little bit of planning time in the morning can be helpful. And so you do you do yeah. anything like that? How do you start your day? Do you start off with a any time to plan or think it through, or do you just dive in? So I do a weekly plan. Um, you know, so yeah. usually on Mondays I've got a, a weekly plan where I say, okay, this is what I'm going to get done this week. And so I do it that way. But I do know that a lot of people are very effective with doing a daily plan as well. I don't really need that right now because I'm – kind of just where my business is at. It's not Mm -hmm. so much in the growth phase as it is kind of maintaining what I have. So Mm -hmm. it's just more more that. But here I've got one that I want to bring up that I think might be uh, helpful for people. Um, And this is uh, find a motivation buddy. Find somebody that you can be accountable to. I think that's huge if you could especially because a lot of us are working on our own as solopreneurs or entrepreneurs and we don't have someone else to talk to so find a friend that you can schedule a call with once a week it's 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 a huge help Liz and I do this every Monday and um Mm -hmm. it's it's a big deal you know because it's not like we're holding or we're we're you know, super mean to each other. Hey, you said you were going to do this Mm-mm. and do it. Mm-mm. But but we can, and what I find happens is that when I give my goals, when I say my goals to Liz, I'm less grandiose about my goals and more realistic And because I want to make sure that I did them when I talk to her. And, um, and it kind of motivates me throughout the week to get it done. So... Um, you know, just knowing that I'm going to say, hey, here's what I did, and I've got somebody who's going to celebrate with me, you know, but then also um, someone who's going to kind of give me some encouragement and um, tell me I can do it. So I recommend that. Get get somebody in your corner that's not your spouse. I mean, not that your spouse isn't wonderful. They they are, or your partner, or whatever. You need somebody who's kind of doing the same thing as you, you know, trying to get ahead and just wants to mm-hmm. have a quick 15-minute call, you know, to kind of share, here's what I'm doing, this is what my plan is this week. What do you think about that? I'm totally on board with that. In fact, for people who don't have a partner that they can find or just a friend or a business associate, I actually offer those 30-minute sessions for accountability sessions is what we call them, or focused focused execution or focused implementation sessions, which is just 30 minutes a week where we have a call, 
and it's basically just so the person can talk through what they want to do and then give some very specific actions that they're committing to. So then the next week, check in. Did you do what you said you were going to do? Okay, what's next? And that is a really good mm-hmm. way of staying on track too. So whether it's uh, you know somebody you hire like me or you just find a friend to do it um, with or somebody, like you said, I think the key is that it's somebody who is going to be supportive and help keep you on track and say, well, wait a minute, you said that you were going, you know, this was kind of the direction you were going in and now you're going over there, what's going on, or is that the best thing that you could spend your time on? I think it's huge because you would just, I think many of us kind of know what to do, but there's just something about when we keep it to ourselves, it's easy not to do it. It's easy to find Mm -hmm. other things to do. So I, Mm -hmm. I, I like it. A lot personally, both okay. with you, what you and I do and what I help my clients with as well. Right. Well, and then you mentioned, um, is this the highest and best use of your time? You kind of mentioned in there for a second. And that brings up another productivity kind of idea that I just want to throw out there for people. And that is <clears throat> you don't have to do everything yourself. And I think that is something that we that we forget all the time. I forget it all like all the time. Like today I needed to put together a spreadsheet for a client of mine. And I thought, okay, I've got to, you know, it's going to take me an hour or, or whatever to, to create this Excel spreadsheet to help them. It was with goal setting. And so I was going to help it and get the calculations all set in the columns, you know, like add this column, divide by how many contacts you need to make, that whole thing, right? And mm-hmm. um, I started working on it. And then, I, and then I thought, wait a second, is this the highest and best use of my time? No. Mm-hmm. So then I went I went to Fiverr, and I just hired someone for ten dollars to do it. <laughs> oh, good, you know, good. I, I sent them the info, ten bucks, and then I'll have it back tomorrow. Okay, so it's things like that. I think that saved me a lot of stress. Could I have done it myself? Yes, but was that the highest and best use of my time? So I think that's a really good question that you, when you said that, that just came to mind, that that's something to think about. You know, as you're doing plan, planning your day, what is the highest and best use of your time, you know? And just yeah. make sure that those items that you're doing are not something that you couldn't delegate to somebody else. You know, and Fiverr is a great place to find people to delegate stuff to. So Yeah, so share, share, share that resource with people. Can you spell it out? Because I know it's a little bit different. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So let me let me tell you. So it's F I V E R R dot com. F I V E R R dot com. The cool thing about it is there's lots of people on there offering their services, and it gives them an opportunity to work for you. Um, you know, typically the job is supposed to be five dollars, but I wanted it done in 24 hours instead of 48 hours, so I had to pay an extra five dollars to get it done. So ten bucks. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, but the the thing I like about it is not only get get it off my plate, but I also am helping somebody else make a living. You know, so I do. I really like that too. It makes me feel good. So yeah. So that's a great resource. Do you know? Have you used any of the other other resources like that? Like Odesk? Or is that your Odesk? Yeah. I haven't used I haven't used any of the other ones. I've I've used Fiverr a lot. Yeah. Um, but but there are lots of other ones too. But Odesk is another option. It's a little. I think it's a little bit more expensive. But you know. Yeah. No. How that's, you? That's have, have you been that? I have. I used something. I believe it was from Fiverr. I had a little um, animated video 
done. Oh yeah. I think I yep. I, yeah, I have I don't have it up on my website right now, but I had a little animated video video done. That one cost a little bit more than five dollars because of the work that was involved with it, but it was mm-hmm. easy. And I think the mm-hmm. hardest part is probably just think figuring out how to what you want to offshore, if you will, or off uh offload, that's enough yeah. to have mm-hmm. somebody do offload, thank you. Mm-hmm. Then then you could do that during your little fifteen minute planning time. Right, so in the morning, yeah, so all of you exactly. list out the things that you have to do, and that would be a good time to do that. And then you can go out there and 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 find people who can do that for you. So I think that's a great idea for making some yeah. extra time in your day. I'm doing mm-hmm. what it's all about. Yeah. So what's another productivity idea you have for goals for getting your goals done next year? I think that so going back to the bite size. Okay, bite size. Yeah. We'll talk about fitness fitness for a minute. That's always one of my bears that I just can't ever seem to quite get um, in a habit of doing it on a regular basis, even something just like walking. So I'm a mm-hmm. lot better now. Uh, I don't beat myself up about it either if I don't do it, but I I had to really break it down into just, say, a, again, the 15 minutes. So now applying the 15 minutes to focusing on, you know, just taking a walk for 15 minutes. It usually ends up being a half hour, but trying to do yeah. something a little bit more manageable. I'm not going to kid myself. I'm not going to go to the gym. I don't like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I don't, it just doesn't work for me. And I also know mm-hmm. that I'm not going to go for a walk every day. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> so mm-hmm. rather than continuously setting myself up for failure, I end up doing, uh, you know, just, it, it's, I feel good if I can get out there for a 15-minute walk, you know, not even, like, say, if I wanted to say for three times a week, okay? Okay. Um, I may or may not actually get that done, but a 15-minute walk three times a week is something that is bite-sized when we start talking about the bite mm-hmm. size. Again, you're not going yeah. to see a big difference, you know, and also you have to say, well, why am I doing it? You know, mm-hmm. do you think that's important when it comes time to setting goals is to ask yourself why? Why are you doing this? Because you think you should do it or because somebody else thinks you should do it? Or I think mm-hmm. it's an important question to ask yourself, pause and, and say, because, again, that goes back to the not having motivation. If you're not motivated to do it, chances are nothing good is going to come out of it. Right, right. You have to really want something in order to be willing to put the time and effort and energy into it. So it does have to be your goal and your idea and your plan, not somebody else's really important yeah yeah mm-hmm. so think about it oh i have a new i have a new little acronym that's smarter okay. than smart i i call it really <laughs> so we all know the, the smart the smart acronym yeah right yeah. so specific measurable achievable relevant and time-based well i i streamlined that process and i have the process the math method for goal setting so okay math Okay. Yeah, so mine's just a three-step process instead of a five-step process. I'm always looking for efficiencies. That's <laughs> just what I do. So <laughs> it's, okay. it's, it's kind of similar, though, but it's measurable. So it's having the measure yeah. or metric, action, and time frame. So what oh, the action okay. is, and I guess that part is different. So what action, what are you actually going to do? So measure, action, and time frame. Every goal mm-hmm. should have a measure to it, right? We have to know whether or not it's done or not. And the only way we can know if it's done or not is if we actually put a measure to it. So that could be, it could be uh, uh, time, it could be uh, quantity, it could be quality, 
um, it could have something to do with uh, money. I guess those would be the four main metrics. You want to put a number to it or a percentage to it. So that's important. It has to have that number or percentage to it. And then the action, what specific step are you taking? Right? What if that's the, mm-hmm. the action word. What are you doing? Right? So what are you going to do? And then by when. And I'm always a fan of weekly goal setting. Now, you always have to break it down. So maybe you have your quarterly goals, and then you have to chunk those down into weekly goals. But then they're kind of inherent with the goals. So if you're always setting weekly goals, well, you know that you have a week to do it in. Maybe it's a larger goal, so you would have a quarter to do it in, or three months or something like that. But so that, that's easy. It's a metric, action, and time frame. I like that. So I, I think yeah. that's really good. I I think that's super good because you can do that, like you said, on a yearly basis, on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. I like to break things down kind of to the ridiculous, you know, like because the smallest smaller you can get each piece, the better because it's so much easier to get it done, you know. So I like that a lot. Measure yeah. action. The action piece is huge, and then time yep. frame. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Met, met, yeah. Metric action and time frame, and it just it just simplifies it just a little bit more because goals are hard. They're hard to write them. Mm-hmm. They're just something mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to really make them concise and crisp, and we have a tendency to make them very wordy. And mm-hmm. when we do that, we lose the metrics and we lose the actions and all that. And, and pretty soon, all we just have is a bunch of garbage that we don't know what to do with. And we yeah. have to know, you know, if you're going to go to the trouble of doing it, then you want to know, you know, how, how to actually get it done. So, good. That's good. I like that. Well, we've only got a couple minutes left, so we should probably give our our last, each of us give our last idea for um, staying yes. motivated, okay, throughout 2016. So when we get to that third week, that third Monday in January, <laughs> how <laughs> how are we going to keep it, keep that momentum going? So got any thoughts on that? Well, so I would say, I would say first of all, get an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Write your goals. First of all, kind of write your goals. If you're doing your annual goal setting or maybe you're doing a quarterly goal setting, write them and then share them with somebody. But don't, you know, just try to, again, this would be a good time to carve out using that 52-minute rule. Take 52 minutes. Sit down and think about mm-hmm. your goals. Write them down. They don't have to be perfect. Just have a few. Yeah. Don't overdo them. You don't need to have 20. Just have a couple. What are your most important? Share them with somebody. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, do your best to, Carve out the time, if, if it's a daily, you know, something you have to do every day um, to make sure you're working on it at least for, you know, 15 minutes. So 45, you should be able, everyone should be able to find 45 minutes in their day for concentrated work. And then just, you know, stay on top of it. But if 45 seems too much, no big deal. Do 15 minutes. I think I'm really mm-hmm. all about just do it. Just try, mm-hmm. okay? So it doesn't matter so much about mm-hmm. the time <laughs> the amount of time you spend on it, but just try at least do something, you know. That's what I have to say. How about you? Okay, that's good. Yeah, I think it's important just to write it down. Okay, I think that's the the one key, the first thing. Write down what it is that you want. But then I think take it one step further, and it is to figure out why you want it, 
you know, mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's the key. Like a lot of times, like you said, sometimes we make up these goals that we want, but then when we think about the why, the why isn't really in our heart. It's in somebody else's heart. It's <laughs> something that somebody else wants, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, make sure that your goals align with why. You know, for me, my why is my family, you know. I Everything I do is about my family. So I have to make sure that my goals are in line with that. And so that helped me this last year give up some things that weren't um, mm-hmm. in line with that, you know. So um, so anyway, I think that's an important, important piece, too. When you've got your why, yeah. you can get a lot more energy. Um, awesome. Well, good. Well, I want to just tell all of our listeners, good luck with your when we get, as we get into it, it's irresistible, I think. It's just irresistible to do a little goal setting at the beginning of the year, even though oh, yeah. we all know that you can do your goals at any time, but there's just something about it. It's it's symbolic yeah. almost. So good luck with it. Yeah. Have fun with it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just do your best and continue to, um, you know, just, uh, just move forward. Forward progress is all anyone can ask, a little forward progress. Yeah, and you know what? So, when you're figuring out your goals for next year, celebrate your successes from this year. I think that's also really fun to do. Don't forget to celebrate the wins yep. that you had. Yep. Yep. And enjoy, enjoy the ride, right? Enjoy the ride. That's, that's all right. it is. That's it. Good. Good. Well, all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening in. Uh, again, find us on the Focus Radio. Uh, uh, connect with us. We'd love to hear from people. we love to know what other people want to talk about and we wish you the best of luck and until next time stay focused be new year you're listening to the focus radio show on the ewn radio network